2: the so wake up with Michelle Miche, be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality, the soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello everyone and welcome, welcome to the program, if you're new to the program, I'm your host Michelle Miche, and we the little pilot, and we've got our co-pilots, cohorts, Co hosts in the chat room, also known as the sacred space of empowerment room. And uh, if you're listening as a guest in the chat, that's great. However, if you want to ask questions or interact, you just need to set up a profile with BTR. uh, Really quick to do, but that's an option for you. You can listen as a guest as well. And welcome all of you listening later in the archives. It's always great to connect with all of you, even though you're not, you're with us in synchronistic time, divine timing, right? If you're listening by phone, that's great. Um, welcome. And if you have a question or a comment, please press 1 on the keypad to let me know. That gives me a little signal that you want to get live on air. And if you'd like to call in, that number is 347-539-5122. 347-539-5122. Hey, Tamara, me too. Tamara's saying I love this new intro so much. Oh, oh I do too as well. I just Again, have to thank everyone that um, contributed through their love through this expression um, by doing the, by sending in your your sound clips. It was just amazing. And, of course, Daniel White, who did the editing. It just, oh, amazing, amazing. Um, Yeah, that actually came out of, I I came out of meditation. We were going to be working on the intros, and I love the one before. It suited But I just heard all these voices, and I heard, you know, are you awake? I'm awakening, and and what people's different experiences um, are and have been in the awakening process. So we are lucky and blessed today. We have back with us Robert Wilkinson. So he's coming on in just a little bit. Um, If you don't know of him, check him out. Amazing um, AquariusPapers.com, amazing blog site, lots of juicy information, juicy for the soul and just spiritually uplifting and information to really help you on your path and keep you humming, keep you living consciously awake and also good for healing. So um, he's an author, a metaphysician and astrologer. So uh, you may want to just check him out. I know a lot of you like to check. A lot of you already know of him because I've been getting emails already and posts on Facebook. Yay, Robert's back. Robert's back. So, yes, he is back. And um, so great with all the changes that are going on, especially, which I want to touch on a little bit um, because I had a few questions about this level of awakening. People have heard me call it the Rude awakening, or it's very abrupt, you know. And you might look at it as judgment or, or tower moments in the um, in the tarot. And then I want to touch on James, one of our um, awakenings fam, part of the collective. Um, had a question about just a little bored, feeling like a blank canvas. So he's in a quandary. Let's look at this. Going into a centered self. I do feel like I've left the wounding behind. It's all done. So what am I, a blank canvas now? Where's the inner vibe? Where do I point the nose? Do I just be and wait to see what shows up? Actually, that's what I'm doing. Yes, precisely. And by the way, woo, healing the wound, I mean, it just gets less intense. And I saw this quote in my Insta feed, uh, to remember that you're, you're the sky, not the weather. You know, we've all, all kind of been taught that we're the weather, you know, that we are the ego, we are the finite. And what I'm getting from this le- next level of awakenings, in fact, I had a conversation with a really good uh, friend of mine and a, also an astrologer and a really good tarot reader, Diane Lerner, Pisces Solutions, um, net. that, you know, it, of course, Robert's going to boil it down, I'm sure, because a lot of stuff just whew, came up on this full moon, very impacting, zero degrees uh, Virgo, 30 degrees Leo, inclusive, very, you know, zero degrees of anything as well as 29 degrees. And we had 29 degrees, of, <laughs> you know, Chiron and Aries. So it's been intense. And, you know, some of you I talked about on the program, my heart opening that I had last year, and then I started hearing different um, celestial sounds and songs and ohms, and hearing certain things, the sound of creation, which is kind of interesting, too, because I did this amazing um, cacao ceremony and just amazing sound bath and um, Yoga Nidra. camera, you heard me talking about it, Yoga Nidra session uh, last week, and uh, by the, see The Yoga Nidra is by Jess Brown, and she's at, I think, lovejessbrown.com. And Sandra Oh from loveartlifesounds.com was there. So pretty amazing, and the, the Sankalpa that I got, uh, my, my message, my mantra, my, my, my kind of po- pointing in a certain direction um, was you are the creative force from love. And, you know, when I hear the intro today, a lot of the emails I've been getting lately and posts about people opening up more is we're recognizing that we are that creative force, that love, we know this metaphysically, is the unifying force. It's the binding force. It just expresses and experiences in different ways, right? I mean, it's all either a cry for love or an expression of love. So that's, you know, getting more in that unity consciousness, living less and less from the extremes of polarity. But a lot is coming up. A lot is coming up and for deeper healing. And one of the things I was getting from my guides as I tuned in, and by the way, I'm going to start putting a little, you know, kind of a sentence or two about my talks, because people were asking me on Instagram, where did you talk about this or that? And I'm like, I don't know, I just... Because I do, I don't always have something planned except that by what you are emailing me in, what people are emailing to me, and what comes up for me or in session. But then I tune in, of course, sometimes, you know, I meditate beforehand. And so then a lot, sometimes I can get something different or something comes in and I'm like, okay, we need to talk about this. So a lot of people, and and this is what James is saying now what? Well, my wonderful, one of my metaphysical teachers, Riley, she was so right. She said in her wisdom, you have to remember it lives differently than it thinks. And what that meant was what we think, because believe me, I get the downloads. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm ahead of the pack. I know what's coming up. And then, boom, I'm hit with something like, whoa, Michelle, did you not see that little tower moment in your own life coming where you have one more little area that's that's not quite in alignment that, you know, So what I can share with this level of awakening, it's really the push to connect and act more as soul beings. And what does that mean? Obviously, less and less from the wounding, living out of the wounding or the ego, but it's really moving into that space of connecting more and more to the higher self. And it is just showing up because we haven't mapped this out. There is no playbook or rule book. You know that, that like the old paradigm had from you know thousands of years. We don't have that. We're creating now, you know, literally a new matrix, but but that is based more on the blueprint of our of our of our true north of our soul. It's not based on templates of other peoples of ideas. You know that's why the second coming is all of us. You know people are waiting for the Messiah, one person to lead, and it's like no, we are leaders. For ourselves and each other. So we remain forever students, forever unfolding, forever students and teachers. Just when you think that you're only a student, you become the teacher to someone else. And just when you think you're the teacher, you become the student. And so, what I'm finding in this, the root awakening isn't just people that haven't been living awake and something as jarring as happening, <clears throat> or politically or environmentally it's abrupt so if we think of rude more in the terms of abrupt it is like the judgment it is like tower it is like uranus and of course we have uranus coming into you know taurus so those higher frequency energies really are not allowing for things that are not in alignment and it is just so interesting you know yes it could be not as much alcohol or no alcohol or sugar, or it could be certain people, certain clothes. I don't know, certain, fabric, certain activities, certain foods. You know, I had an allergic reaction to something that I didn't know that I was allergic. Well, it was a sensitivity. So, one of the things I'm finding in this next level of awakening, because in a way, it, the, the, the ego is being more and more subsumed into, into the higher through through the higher self. Which is always connected to the infinite. We all are, and it's all us. But it's it's degrees, you know. It's it's separated out by vibrational, you know, frequency, and therefore experience of what we're responding to. I mean, are we responding as the weather, which comes and goes, or are we responding as the sky? You know, the infinite sky, and even beyond the sky, right? The galaxies. So my understanding is that. We're blending more, We're, you know, the gut, the instinctual awareness, which is the umbilical cord that connects us to, you know, a physical mother of some sort, you know, there's, you know, the ovum and the sperm if you're doing Petri dish. But we have that umbilical cord that connects us to Gaia, connects us to the earth vibrationally. And then we have the soft spot that infants have above the head, our cosmic connection. It's all one, but it just has different forms, experiences, and manifestations. Well, they're all really coming together. And the opening is happening in the heart because until we all connect in to our own personal heart and to the cosmic or universal heart, the higher levels of the brain function won't happen as much or for everyone. So we're really blending those systems, nerve centers, if you will, information centers, processing centers, if you will, of, the, of those chakras, right? And as you're doing that, you are opening. I mean, one of my friends said, well, you know, you are so open, Michelle. There's certain things you're not going to be able to do or drink or eat or, you know, be around. Or... And I didn't realize how open, you know. And I think, you know, my crown chakra is constantly buzzing. I mean, even certain vitamins I can't take now. And this friend of mine, in her wisdom, I said, yeah, I guess there's no reason. And she goes, yeah, it just is. And that's the thing. The ego part of us, which we'll be able to explain things later, but right now it's just happening. And that's why I feel like support is so important. You know, whether good friends, family, that you have sangha, spiritual center to go to. You know, we have our Awakenings um, community page on Facebook, which is so, oh, I love it. People are just so amazing what everybody posts and I love watching it people are finding their way finding their legs there's the you know we're a little wobbly right now so you really have to connect more to the heart so it's really connecting getting back getting into an alignment that is more of the soul more of our true north so as you become freer and less wounding like James was saying in his email your heart naturally opens more and you're feeling more interconnectedness to everything and everyone. So it is becoming more telepathic. I cannot even tell you how telepathic I have become and other people, you know, just the wish of what one is wanting. So there are these amazing also kind of instant, instant manifestations that are happening so you need to just be aware, and I believe this alignment—it's aligning the mental, emotional, and spiritual bodies. Okay, so the mental plane, emotional plane, which corresponds to the astral, the etheric, which houses the denser physical body. You know, so in a way, and then you know, the talk about the—you know—if you study the Kabbalah and the Tree of Life, when you get to that ninth sphere, it's a testing ground vibrationally. You could look at it through the tarot as well. You know, when you get to, you know, suits of, you know, sevens, eights, nines, you know, strength. You know, I'm thinking like nine of wands, nine of swords, anxiety, is this going to work? Those nines are testing points. So we're all in the cosmic testing point to get to the 10, the, the, the sphere of manifestation, if you want to call it in the tarot, 10 of cups, 10 of, um, you know ten of um, um, pentacles because it 's emotional now, if the fulfillment comes from resonance, it comes from us being in the most resonance as possible, and it 's exacting that 's what i 'm finding the higher the level that we 're all now living and playing at in this soul playground, this new pa- paradigm it 's very exacting as to what you can do and not do, and it the results can be pretty quick. And I do feel, and I know Robert's probably going to dive into this, when I looked astrologically, I mean, you know, the north and south nodes, you know, south node in cancer. I mean, you know, what are you bringing from the past? What can no longer come with you? And one of the things I want to share, and again, it's to me in the spirit of that we're the sky and not the weather, wake up, wake up to your next level, what you can do or not do or where are you going. And, And it's also about this slowing down and savoring, you know, not rushing, not being in these fast lanes. It, it's a it's a much more savoring because we are going to we are it started already, but we are going to be experiencing more and more in synchronistic timing and less in linear time. Now we you know we still have the Saturnian we still have the sequential timing, but we are moving more into like instead of sequential. Serial, like a serial processor where many things are processed at one time. Many things are experienced at one time. We're opening to many levels, many dimensions at one time, many connections at one time, many aspects or parts of ourselves at one time. Because we're moving into the both, the and. We're moving less and less connected to the either or. So it's a lot of energy to... um, open to, but it is us, it is us, we're opening to us, you know, the cosmic, you know, aspect of us. I think somebody asked a question in Awakenings, I think it was Robert Payne, um, about astrology and are we these planets, and Robert gave a, you know, Wilkinson, who's our guest, gave a really great answer, and so we are going to have to be aware of that, and some of it is just showing up and not being able to pre-think. So what are you t- Tamara said, you are the sky, everything else, it's just the weather. Pima Chodron. Thank you, Tamara. I didn't know where that came from. Thank you. I love Pima Chodron. Of course she would say something like that. I love her because she's so real. And that's the other thing. We've got to get real with our wounding because the wounding is about, it's like when you, you, know, you go to war as a spiritual warrior. You, know, you go to war, maybe like a, a war, I'm thinking of uh, the Mah- Maharad Bharata, you know, Arjuna. We're not the war. We're not those experiences. We experience those experiences. But we need to come back and rest in the center that, yes, it took a lot out of us. It was hardship. It was horrible. But those experiences do not determine our consciousness or our reality unless we allow them to. And that's where the perception comes in. What filters are we perceiving from? That's going to be a very important question for all of us to be asking. I know I've been asking that myself. Uh, let's see, Robert. Many aspects of ourselves. How do we open more of them or at least notice, please? I feel things like meditation and mindfulness, and, and yes, it can be in the formal meditation, whether sitting or lying down, a guided meditation specific to this, or just observing and watching. However, because we are, when we're in the meditative state, we are in our soul state. We're, we're in our higher consciousness or expanded state of consciousness, the higher self. We feel that interconnectedness. I'm finding that it's just the not rushing and the pausing. Okay? There's a truthfulness in that. And then there will be an aspect, almost like a little baby cheeky coming out of the egg or you could say the you know, we're in the chrysalis, you know, that stage of the butterfly. You feel that this part wants to come. You don't know what it is. See, that's what's kind of scary. And I kind of have been going through that. I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm so, it's, it's petrifying and exciting. <laughs> it's electrifying. Because you, go, you you what I feel is you don't have the mass, the centers. What are you relying on except this? showing up and we've all done this we do this in different times in our life we definitely do this in the meditation retreat or the so we do this in a workshop we do however living that way you know stopping to and again it's the savoring it's it's the checking in with oneself it's the pausing it's really like aligning it's like it's like the um what is it, the marathoner or whatever? No, what is it? The, the runner, when they put those feet in the blocks. You know, a lot of us, you know, we're taught this in the, you know, in the old paradigm. We're taught this and it's, you know, it's ancestral to some degree and it's definitely generational and societal. Get up and go, just go. We're not really taught to, oh, crouch, put your left foot, your right foot in the block. Take a couple breaths, and then go. Think about how you get up in the morning. That's a good determining. I like to just lay there for a bit and do even just some breath work and some meditation. Again, the new paradigm is very much on alignment and attunement. It's very much about finding that center for yourself. And, of course, it changes. You know, what is the Buddha saying? You know, centering or balancing is like being on the head of a needle, so it is really awareness. It's the next level of awareness. But again, we can be we can be very aware, very conscious, and still have our own little tower moment or awakening. Like, whoa, this little area is not in alignment with where you're at now, where you're going, the bigger vision. So we're living more. And I talked about this on my my post on Soul Playground about. you know, the full moon um, and also what's happening energetically in the awakening is it is a refinement, you know, of our hopes, dreams, wishes. And we're moving out. I don't know how to say this. Someone told me once we're moving out of the second ring of karma or Saturn so there won't be more karma. I have to ask that to Robert or maybe he's listening. You know, and I kind of was, yeah, 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 that makes sense to me. Because, again, that's just a belief system. So we have to have some different words for that kind of stuff you know I don't know you know all of that is changing and we're finding our way with that and these kinds of experiences so the slate and the canvas as as James was saying in his email yes it's clearer and it's going to be you know I had my for I did I said did that cleanse last year this is like seven months eight months of just you know just deep inner work and I felt like, which direction? It will come back, trust me. You'll, get, you'll start getting impulses and aspirations and inspirations, or people will say, hey, what about this, or do this, or you'll start, you'll start feeling a certain something, something, some way. And see, that's the reason to be clear and to check in, because it's going to come by feeling. We're really moving out of the idea of learning lesson in relationships and wound mates, we're moving in. I would say, at the, if you look at the tarot, it's sun card. It's creative aspiration. It's it's based on creative aspiration. Now think of it, because our the old paradigm was very much based on separation. We really learned, it was a little faulty, you know, falsehood about being separate. We, you know, it needed to be learning about separating out, you know, individuating our uniqueness. But of course, we were playing out some pretty extremes in the polarity plane. So. Of course, when we feel separate from ourselves, from God, from source, from spirit, from each other, it's easier to wound. (laughs) It's harder to to wound when you feel interconnectedness or you feel love or you feel all your needs are met or you need something and you think it or you pray and there it is. You know, that person texts you or that person calls and you're like, whoa, whoa, I just thought of that or I had a, a little dark moment there. I had a little shadow moment and... Someone reached out to me. Someone heard me. Yes, that's what's going to be happening more and more people. Telepathy, that's what it is. Why does your little doggy or your little, when you've been crying or sad, come and snuggle with you, you know, or your cat or whatever, whatever pet, you know, or the child senses something and brings you a little flower? As we're dropping these layers, these veils, these layers, it's raw though we're not only picking up from other people, they're picking up from us. So there's, you know, there's less hiding is what I'm seeing. You've got to really kind of come clean. And we think of these things when we talk about this lot, you know, through the lens of perhaps, um, you know, the government and systems. But we forget we we are an energetic system. So we're being very transformed, you know, and the energies are getting more and more personalized. So it's really moving into these create mates, relationships based on synergy. So, again, that's our instinctual awareness. Animal beings naturally do. If something doesn't feel right or doesn't resonate, we're going to be moving out. And I like to analyze, you know, coming as a teacher. You know, I've got Virgo in my chart. Um, Scorpio, I like research. But we're coming out of that place where there's going to be a different balance before figuring it out. It's going to be the experiential, the experience of it, and then bringing some words to it. But what I'm hearing is these words are going to be collective. It's not going to be, like back in the old times, one voice that had the answer. There's going to be many voices that have similar answers, okay? Because there's always going to be a big truth and a little truth, right? There's a lot of little T's, a lot of little truths. But there will be these main truths, and that's how you'll know when you're on the right track or right path. Is it's going to resonate with so many of the the larger truths, you know, that are being spoken or expressed or or shared, you know, or or there's you know books that are having that new vibration, and that's why many of us were held back because the Oversoul's and the guides were saying, you know, we can't have people doing creations or creating in from the energy of the old paradigm so a lot of people were feeling held back or stuck or why are there so many delays including especially in our own life right so as there's more shifting more alignment and attunement into the new emerging consciousness which means those vibrational frequencies that represent the new emerging consciousness we're building a new matrix and i just love this this raven has just come on the tree and Seth and is just looking in my window, and of course, what a confirmation from spirit, the raven, magic, and that is a good point. It is about looking at and seeing and feeling the magic and mystery of life, and recognizing we are a part of it. We are that creative force of love from love. That's, and we're we're recognizing to some degree we're creating this reality. Now. We can create from, the, we're a creator being, so it could be from the ego wounding, it can be from the higher self, okay? It can be what's good collectively or what, it could be what's, you know, selfish, although that is changing, that it, we're less able to do that more and more because that directive towards unification through love, through the Aquarian age, what's good for everyone, not just me, you know, and taking the Leo energies of self-expression, that soul expression, for ourselves, it really is about lightening up and connecting into our self-expression, our creativity in concert, I would say, with the whole. It may or may not, I don't want to say it's not really the motivation, I'm doing this for humanity, but you are, but you're doing it for yourself because if you are feeling better and more fulfilled in resonating higher, that is helping humanity, right? That is helping humanity, so I hope this resonates. I hope this gives some insight and some understanding as to, you know, partially what is going on and you know why the blank canvas, why the delays, um, why, you know, you know what what is happening in you know with this intense energy of just feeling cracked open, you know, or buzzy buzzy feeling, you know, heart chakra buzzing and open crown chakra buzzing and opening, having these, you know, telepathic psychic experiences. So thank you, Tamara. Thank you so much. I'm waiting for Robert. Let's see if we get a little couple callers in here. And if I don't get to your calls today, because it's a special day, Robert here, you know, I am here next week. You can just call in, but I really wanted to address that because, you know, I I gather the emails that people email me or the comments people leave on my either YouTube channel or Facebook or Instagram, and then I'm like, okay, this is the message that's coming through. Okay, let's see. I think we can get to a couple callers, and let's see who's this. Hello, you're on air. Welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Michelle. This is Brendan.
2: Hey. Hey, Brendan. How? Um,
1: my question is surrounding um love life and life partner, and had i have I already met this person?
2: Well, you think you have <laughs> so, <not> right sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love those kinds of questions, but, you know that's kind of like me. This is the what I want or the version I want. um you know when are they coming back or what's happening. Let's see. Oh, well somebody around you, it's building a lot of rapport, there's a lot of connection. Um I asked what's coming up and I'm getting a deeper of a friendship, deeper of a relationship, but I do feel if it's not this one somebody is coming very very soon and it's a a deep relationship. There's a lot of depth. I think perhaps very spiritual or spiritual spiritually connected.
0: Perfect. Um
2: is that this person? <laughs> Yeah um, I'm it's, not sure yet the, um, Do you know what, sign, what zodiac sign? Well, earth maybe I, Earth, I'm getting um, Yeah, I'm getting earth Earth, water Could be some Scorpio
0: okay.
2: Could be Virgo Okay Maybe Cappy, earth sign, yeah So I'm getting How, um, this, do you know how, it's tra-
1: how soon?
2: It's a transform, this year, I keep rolling It's this year your your energy really shifts in the time of Leo, you know, from, um, t- well, Taurus, which isn't that far off, um, to Scorpio. It shows major changes. And Leo is a turning point. So they could, I feel like it could move kind of slowly. But it does okay. show someone coming in, definitely coming in for you. Absolutely. You know, and there may be a couple. And then one is just better suited. One just seems to, like. I don't know how else to say it, fit better. There's more of an alignment there with goals is okay. what I'm hearing. All right, Brendan. Perfect. Thank you, Michelle. Uh huh. You're welcome. Hello, you're on Awakenings. Welcome to the program. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome. Hi, this is Kate. Thank you. Hey, Kate. Hey. What's your question? I um, just came back from an amazing time in New Zealand, and I really felt connected there to the the it's like ancient forest and animals and birds, and mm. it's just there's such a different land over there. And now I'm just kind of Back in the I'm in the doldrums, and the yeah. of, how much is the full moon? I feel just like. Uh, grounded to the like, I can barely walk down the street. Like I have magnets in my feet. Mm kind of yummy. More magnetic, like pulling you down, <laughs> ra- rooting yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. All I can tell you, no, it's not comfortable. Well, this that's why I shared on this. This part of the awakening is not very comfortable. Yeah. You know, you kind of want to. There's nowhere to leave. There's nowhere to go. You're in this earth suit skin suit even if you're in the earth i mean it's just um and that's why kind of coming together i do know the full moon robert's going to talk about this dive into this um yeah i do know that it was very potent and powerful with the other aspects that are going on you know collectively um, in the cosmos what i can share with you and other people that are similar because you're kind of you know echoing what james was saying is mm. you have to just do little things, whatever is in front of you, whatever is in front of you, that's what you do. Whatever opening, whatever advancement, things will become clearer in the direction, but we're really being guided. I'm telling you, it's so much, it's not, it's, it's becoming like, instead of like 50, 50, it's like three quarters now, the higher self coming through daily, you know, not just mm. meditate. It's like, okay, you know, everything it, where it seems everything is gone. There really is stuff there, but we can't totally see it it 's in the you know etheric it's the astral is still really being cleansed you know so so that our- again our creations come from a higher frequency, higher vibrational frequency that's much more aligned because it's coming with the new emerging consciousness and just think about that term new emerging consciousness we don't know. Exactly you know, it's new and it's emerging through us as us, but it's it's new to us to be this way. So I find, you know, what you can do to ground or to center or just be with the feelings and observe that, oh, this is how I'm mm-hmm. feeling or this is what I'm going through or this is the thought that I had, mm-hmm. you know. Um, journaling helps a lot to, like, I thought I was doing this or I'm going here or whatever your thoughts and feelings are to kind of ground it. But we are, and I think it's the Neptune, we're kind of free-floating now because that is our true nature, though. that See, this is the whole thing. We, we created structures, I think, to kind of, you know, and I'm with you. I kind of like some of them, you know, falsely ground us or give us control or we presumed control. And I guess in, as a collective, we're all realizing how little control we have on the ego level, that there's a destiny, there's a map, there's something you know, twisting and turning and moving things around. But it is us, but it's the expanded aspect of us, you know. So anyway, Cedar, so I hope that helps. I want to get Robert on. Um, but just don't, I would say, you'll know. Just don't jump yet. Savor where you're at and what you're experiencing and, and ground it. I imagine a lot of great books are going to be coming out of this next level of awakening because people are going to be, you know, Jotting this shit down. <laughs> People are gonna be like, I gotta write this down. I gotta I gotta you know, I went through this thing, you know, I just have a feeling it's like the the turn of the century when the dark night of the soul came up, you know. Mm. whenever that was, whatever you know, Hildegard being we're in that time frame. We're we're like you you have to go back very far and 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 again we've not we've not had this experience. You know, it's really like a direct awakening, a direct to source energies being lived out on the Earth plane. So I'm not sure what that looks like. I know what it feels like, but I'm not sure right. what it looks like quite yet. All right, Kate, thanks for uh, calling Thank in. Thank you. To the connect, you're welcome. All right, everyone. It is our time for the second half of the program for our Awakening Dialogue, and our guest today is Robert Wilkinson. He has been an internationally known futurist, metaphysician, and spiritual astrologer, spiritual counselor, and strategic, uh, strategic analyst for 35 years using astrology, spirit, and archetypes to, as he says, move and groove through the intersections of fate and free will. Um, yeah, and that's exactly exactly what we're doing. All right, um, give us a warm welcome. Hey, Robert, so great to have you on again. Hello.
1: Well, hi. Hello, everyone. Good hey, to be Robert.
2: here. <laughs> oh, my gosh, so, so great to have so you. So you've
1: covered a lot of ground already, and it dovetails perfectly into what you and I are going to talk about today. And I guess great. I'll just start, first of all, With the inspiration, that's the Mars-Uranus conjunction on the degree of the cosmic choir. We've all been learning to hear the sound of creation in our own way, learning to sing our Mm. song, our unique part to play in the cosmic choir. And as you know, with the harmonics of sound, sometimes we sing unisons, sometimes we sing harmonies, sometimes we sing solos, and sometimes we don't sing at all. And that's right. what we're all learning right now, is to really step up and be our individual song. This ties mm. in with the fact that one of the big lessons of 2018, it was totally preparatory, Mars conjuncts Saturn last April at a degree involving overcoming fear and getting its reward. Okay. At the same time, Pluto was on a degree of surrendering with noble dignity to achieve spiritual victories. So, we all had to overcome fear. We all had to learn to surrender. You want, I mean, rude awakenings, this is the time of unexpectedly sudden awakenings to our individuality because of a variety of things. And we're going to talk about that. Like, one of the big long wave things that's been going on is that we've all been challenged to use inspiring experiences and teachings to transform our everyday lives and behaviors and view of the world. And Saturn set this up back in 2014 when it went stationary at 24 degrees of Scorpio. And then Mars triggered this thing in a big way back in the summer of 2016 when it went direct At 24 Scorpio And then Jupiter went stationary Retrograde at the same degree This past spring last year So the whole theme Of the technique Of being Mm -hmm. able To transform our lives On a social, emotional, and cultural Level has been front and center For five years So whether we know it or not We've all been having to Trust that those spiritual teachings that we've been efforting to learn and to practice, now we've really had to let
2: it change our lives. Yeah, it's not even a have, luxury. It's like a necessity, right? It's a necessity. Well, I mean,
1: we cannot resist it. Okay, it's one of those right. things okay. that it's basically yeah. get out of your own way because the truth is furiously knocking on the doors of our personality. There's, there's nothing we can do but open the door and greet the guest because the whole thing now is we are in a time of bridge forms. When you talk about new emerging consciousness, okay. that's all this is going to be, because I just did a three-part series on the end of the Age of Pisces and the beginning, the dawning of the Age of Aquarius. And the thing is, is that a lot of those old... The old forms won't fit the new and the new forms aren't even is that
2: what... sprouted yet. So we Exactly. We're so where are we at? We're bridge in this like... forms. We're at the edge of the Is that what it is? Okay, we're bridging. At the edge of the age. That's why it's so uncertainty. I would say it's I feel like I'm like with tweezers above the Grand Canyon because it's not like yet in form. So you're saying the bridge form really to get us from one paradigm to the next. That's the place that we're at right now.
1: Yes, because think about it. The old forms don't work. The old references mm-hmm. don't work. The new way hasn't even been born yet. It, it's been kind of pre mm, yeah. by the Uranus transit through Aquarius and then Neptune's transit through Aquarius. But we don't have Pluto in Aquarius yet, and a lot of this stuff isn't going to really start accelerating until the spring until then, of 2020. Until then, right? Well, it'll be the spring of 2020 when... I was going to talk about this later, but there's going to be a Mars-Saturn conjunction at the end of March at one degree Aquarius, that Adobe mission symbol. The the joining into the great vision, the spiritual touchstones that'll last for centuries that will outlive us, the the joining together in a great building of the future of spiritual touchstones that begins with a Mars-Saturn conjunction in march of next year it ends the old mars saturn which was again on the degree last year april of overcoming fear and getting the rewards Mm -hmm. of overcoming fear so the whole thing is about expressing ourselves in a mature and structured way an effective way where we Mm -hmm. throw off the chains of mental slavery and we live our dharma we live our true functioning Every Mars-Saturn conjunction sets a new two-year cycle related to how are we going to practice our Dharma. Whatever house it falls in is where we play it out for those two years. Wherever we have 10 degrees of Capricorn is where we've been learning to play out right action in terms of spiritual responsibility involving the overcoming of fear and the the able to radiate harmlessness and a, a certain, you know, kind of get down off of the wall, you know, set your weapons Mm -hmm. aside type of period. Mm -hmm. You know, don't just feel like that it's all a a big defensive maneuver uh, against the world. It's really, because think about it, our essential nature is love, period and a Mm -hmm. paragraph. We are loving wise intelligences that are eternal, having a human experience. Well, if you know, in humanity, we have to do all we can do, feel all we can feel, and think all we can think, so that we can figure out what is really real, what is conditionally real, what is apparently real, and what is unreal. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, and we're learning to navigate this thing, and everybody wants a solid idea of who they are and the way it is. Forget about it. This is an impermanent exactly. reality. Yeah, this is an impermanent <laughs> it's true. reality. Okay. And, and so is that, that, that part of do, the
2: the awakening Robert is that part of the awakening is getting to that realization?
1: Well, yeah, part of the realization that is awakening is first of all there there are not many races, there's one race, the human race.
0: Mm-hmm. We're all mm-hmm.
1: human. We humans are mm-hmm. all eternals having a human experience. So, as a result, mm-hmm. we are imperfect and we do have mm-hmm. to overcome fear and and excessive desire that's out of control the the desire for strong sensations that swamps us all of those traps of humanity we have to learn to overcome them so that we can be part of the corrective force of nature herself mm. so that we can identify with the light we are rather than all of the confusions and the fears and the reactions and, and you know just all that, the goopy human stuff that is perfectly mm-hmm. human, but at the same time, none of that stuff is an excuse for us not to rise to the occasion. And that's mm-hmm. why you talk about tower moments. I consider them a huge blessing, and I think everybody here needs to consider them a blessing because, and I think I told you this in one of our past things, <laughs> that to me... Never complain that your karmic burden is too heavy because it shows that the lords of karma think so highly of you. They're helping you get rid of all of that sludge and direct the bad to good, the dysfunctional to proper functioning, the the fear to love. We get a chance every single time we are slammed against the rock to move it to a higher level of awareness and understanding and response. Okay, so, and that's all about right. the woundings. You know, the wounds, some of the wounds are big K karma, some are the little K karma. And I talk about that in my book, Saturn, Spiritual Master, Spiritual Friend. That the little K karmas, those, those cause and effect wounds, just clean up your act and they won't happen anymore. The big okay. K karma, those, those sacred wounds, we all have one. Some of us have more than one. Those are the crippling mm-hmm. wounds that you can't really take personal responsibility for them because some of them happen before birth, some of them happen at birth, some of them happen when you're a kid, some of them happen when you're an adult. And all that we can do in healing those wounds is to not be paralyzed by them and understand that those wounds, the deepest, worst wounds, are where we contact the heart and soul of humanity itself. And that those Those are are the the deeper You bet, because our wound becomes mm-hmm. the universal wound. Our, our, wound our, our pain, our suffering is the same pain and suffering endured by countless other beings. And because we can go into the heart of compassion, we can go into the, to, to really having compassion for us as being a suffering human being along with countless other suffering human beings, then we overcome feelings of aloneness and isolation, Mm -hmm. and separation, and powerlessness, because we know that there is no shame in being wounded, that those are really Mm -hmm. the the source of our soul strength, where it can come Mm -hmm. out, because it's where you're authentic. No kidding. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go through a sacred wound, you know, one of those things Mm -hmm. that just blows your mind and transforms your life, and you'll never forget it, all that you can do is not let that wound cripple your relationships, you know, to life, then you realize you've got the strength, you can speak for those who are wounded in the same way. You know, it's kind of like those who Mm -hmm. are physically violated have a direct experience of something nobody can ever take away from them. It gives their voice power. It gives their voice legitimacy Mm -hmm. Uh, to stand up and say, no, this must not happen, and no, there was nothing wrong with you. It, It was your abuser and not you. And because mm-hmm. we have gone through those kinds of wounds, we speak with authority and others know that we're not just talking the talk without having to walk the walk.
2: Mm. So is there more of an awareness of these woundings now, Robert, being brought to light? Well, I,
1: I think that there's just a heightened awareness of of the the chaos of our times and the fact that... Mm-hmm. Reason doesn't work anymore with a lot of what's going on. And that was what we've talked about in previous times about the grand irrationality mm-hmm. that's been going on in its first version from 1993 to about 2017. And now we're in version mm-hmm. two involving uh, Uranus biceptile Pluto, temporarily out of orbit, but Saturn's been more than happy to take its place. And we're dealing with a Saturn biceptile Uranus. And this is like a crucial turning point where we determine what effective roles we want to play as spiritual individuals. Again, this is Mm -hmm. where my book on Saturn is really crucial for learning those Saturn skills. Because, you know, right now we are a powerful forks in the road of destiny, individually and collectively, wherever we have mid-Capricorn and late Aries. Wherever they mm-hmm. are, that's where the biceptiles working out. And so things might not make a lot of sense, but we're making choices and changes about the structure mm-hmm. of expression of our individuality, which when we have an emergent individuality, it's not going to make any sense because it doesn't look like anything else that you see. Yeah, That's right.
2: Oh, that's such a good point. And I right? think I mean, we be, all need yeah. to keep that in mind because we don't, And that's a lot of the questions I've been getting, Robert. What what does it look like? What am I doing next? And I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, it's like it's we don't recognize it yet. You know, it hasn't become this, you know, habit or response. Um, Well, I found we're
1: all well. We're all blessed with 2020 hindsight. You know, in that once we get down the road and we see, oh, that's how I'm living my individuality. Oh, cool. Then we understand it because we're comfortable and familiar with it, okay? That's it. Until we have a term, you know, first of all, we have to recognize it, (laughs) and then we have to figure out what it is that's actually going on. And, see, this ties in with one of the main themes of, like, the second half of last year and this year is sometimes one is enriched, through unfortunate events.
0: Mm. And
1: that's just the nature of life, that sometimes you have to have the plug pulled on one thing, and it seems unfortunate, but what it does is it opens the door to something entirely new and different where you are going to be much better at doing your being. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the old... Oh, old I like old, that. We I can't, put it. You know. So, yeah. Well, and the other thing, yeah... That the second coming is all of us. You bet. I've been trying really? to tell okay, talk that about... for thirty, forty years. That yeah. you know, look, I, people are waiting time,
2: for something. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. The last time though, they crucified him. Why would that, the experiment doesn't need to be done <laughs> again?
2: You know, it's like okay,
1: now <laughs> we we have all these world teachers who you know one popped in with four arms and blue skin and playing a flute and you know. We have different world teachers along the way, and but because we're moving into collective consciousness, the world itself is going to take an initiation and integrate its personality so that the earth itself may be the expression of the higher self and the soul of the world.
0: Mm, you know, the world soul it.
1: itself is evolving. Yes. Because it can't continue to have its body ravaged and have all this polluted and chaotic and extraordinarily painful suffering feelings of all the creatures that are going into extinction and are being, you know, exploited. You know what I mean? It's like there's so much pollution Mm -hmm. out there, and there's a lot of mental pollution as well. I mean, ideas and thought forms that are really lousy that nobody ever bothered to dissolve or clean up. And so we're kind of swimming in a really toxic pond that nobody ever bothered to clean up. And the thing is, is because we can't get away from that pond, we have to be the ones that are like living lights of purifying energy where we're kind of in the world but not of it. And that Mm -hmm. also involves a certain amount of translucidity on our part, which is why I put that meditation in my full moon articles every month. Because until we are translucent, stuff sticks to us and we create shadows. Once we don't allow the negativity to stick to us, then we can walk through it, we can see it, we can witness it, we can name it. And we can correct it in various ways
2: without it sticking to us. That's you know, without it. So it, with Robert Yeah, can you elucidate on that a little a little bit the translucidity that you're talking about?
1: Well sure. It's really a question of I found in advancing awareness that the higher you go, as you go along the way you kind of burn up through, through the fire of inspiration you burn up right. what are called the causal bodies and so you, like you burn up the causal physical once you attain some level of personality integration because you're not a disintegrated mess anymore you know your body, your feelings, your mm-hmm. mind are all working to one end and that's to be the expression of the higher self, that's fabulous and then along the way, you're working on, on wow. cleaning up and burning up your astral mechanism, because we don't need an astral mechanism. We are a soul mechanism. That's really yeah, what we need exactly. to be. You know, just yeah. be the love. Don't look for it. Don't long for it. Don't want it. Just be it. You know, yes. it's kind of like, in some respects, we don't even have to really look for God. All that we have to do is be the God we seek. And sooner or later, mm-hmm. we're going to become that which we admire that which we venerate, that which we believe is loving and wise and intelligent. See, so and mm-hmm. and while we're doing all of that, of course, we're living in an interactive reality with its own requirements and friction and conflict and weird stuff. It's kinda of like everybody was wondering about the delays and all that. Well, there's two causes. First of all, the tag team retrogrades from last year. You know, Mercury retrograde, you know, Saturn retrograde, Pluto retrograde, Jupiter retrograde, Mars retrograde, Mercury retrograde again, Venus retrograde, Mercury retrograde again. You know, we just had all of these, these delays, and we had to look back, and we had to look at our spiritual ancestry, and we had to pull back from some old projections. And so people and things that we used to like, we don't like anymore, ideas we used to like, they're just not in fashion in our own consciousness anymore. And then, in terms of the delay, we have Jupiter in Sagittarius, which wants to race forward, but at the same time, in January, we had Jupiter, sesquisquare, Uranus, and square Neptune, giving a sense of disorientation, delay, procrastination, annoyance, irritation, kind of a, a wanting to get it in gear, but you just can't quite get it in motion type of energy
0: mm-hmm. and yet at the uh-huh. same time
1: the agitation was awakening our individuality so there it was we were like mm-hmm. you know on fire without much ability to push it forward because we have to get oriented those of us that are oriented everything is developing super super fast it's certainly happening mm-hmm. with me and my professional astrological life and you know, getting more involved on a state level uh, of astrology and a national level of astrology. By the way, I have a cover article coming out in this month's Horoscope Magazine, the, the March-April oh. uh, on Making Your Squares and Oppositions Work uh, for You. So, yes, I am now a cover author on Horoscope Magazine. Get your copy. Great. It's a great article, by the way. It's, it's and a great article. when is that article.
2: coming out, Robert? When is it's it coming out? It's out now.
1: It's out oh, now, Heartbeat okay. Magazine. Yeah, oh, just in, magazine. and Great. you'll see it. The title is on the cover. Making your squares and oppositions work for you. Okay. So and, and then
2: obviously people can go. I just at this point can go to your site AquariusPapers.com for your services and books. But also you reference the um, the book on Saturn. What is it? Saturn? Your, your, is it your teacher? Your friend? Thank you, Tamara, Shattered for putting it in the spiritual chat. spiritual
1: master, spiritual friend. It's available through Amazon or more preferably your local small bookstore.
2: Okay.
1: So if you have a local Great. small bookstore, definitely you know give them the business. And if not, well, okay. Amazon's you're you're out. Yeah,
2: it's it's easy. Amazon is easy. Now, Robert, in the context of what you're talking about, I'm kind of scrolling back in the chat, and we had a, a question about the full moon. Um, somebody was saying it was right on their I think they said their sun Um, but how that full moon some people and we had one of the callers saying that she still felt affected by the full moon it was a you know whopper Uh, what can you share with us about that full moon energy and perhaps best how to I don't know would they align to it use it yeah
1: well first of all Regarding that full moon, remember, the full moon itself is only the local expression of those larger patterns behind the full moon, which is why I was talking about the Jupiter-square Neptune and Mm. the Jupiter-Tesqua-square Uranus, because those were big, big energies in the background throughout all of January, and they will be back in late May and June. So whatever it was that we were going through in January was like the dress rehearsal for what we're going to have to deal with in the late spring. Okay. Then, in terms of the other thing, we still have constant global friction going on due to the Uranus semi-square Neptune. And I've termed this particular configuration, you know, in evolutionary astrology, it would be very powerful. I call it the rhombus diamond because it this mm. sets up a cutting, grinding and polishing type of energy. We're all being <gasps> cut, we're all being, yes. we're all being polished oh to perfection. Oh my god.
2: Yes. Okay, because what we, we are ask, diamonds what's in the rock. I see. That's it. Cuz it's been I said it in the my sharing. It's been the energy has been exacting. I mean, if something isn't working or isn't, you know, supportive of the next vision, <laughs> That's unfolding, you know, not in alignment, it's X'd well, in, it's,
1: X'd out. It's exactly why, you know, Uranus on the lower level is like erratic willfulness and it's in conflict mm-hmm. with collective consciousness. Or you could say mm. that the individualizing process is in conflict with the group think. So either mm-hmm. way, we have to be awakened individuals who are discriminating about what part of the collective consciousness is insane and what part of it Mm -hmm. do we need to address to give it a push so that it's in Mm -hmm. our continued interest and we stay connected into the larger field. Again, I've been launched into the larger field just into the past, like, 12 weeks. It's been ridiculous. And I'm perfectly Mm -hmm. willing to, to take it on. And, yes, there was a little crisis right. and friction involved in it, but big deal. You know, come on. Right. I've trained that for comes it. I'm ready right. for it. Come on. I'm not going to complain that if I have to step right. up and, and do my thing as an individual in a collective setup, well, that's what I trained for. You know, what's the right. point in, in shrinking from what you have trained for as a spiritually mature adult individual? Then we mm-hmm. add the power of the grand irrationality version 2 from Saturn biceptile Uranus. So we have Uranus semi square Neptune and Saturn biceptile Uranus. And Jupiter square Neptune and sesquisquare Uranus. That's the backdrop to what's going on mm. right now. So Uranus Neptune brings spiritual friction to anything we have in mid mutable. You know, mid uh, Gemini and uh, Sag and Pisces and Virgo, anything we have there is under pressure. And then the late cardinal, early fixed because of the Uranus uh, right in there. So anything we have in like late Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, or early Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius is under pressure, it's under friction. Mm-hmm. Those things are, are, and these are spiritual friction. Uranus Neptune. I mean, we can't resist it. All that we can do is get with the program. Period.
0: Right. Because this
1: is way it, beyond yeah. us. This is a, This is the larger field calling us to become spiritually individualized, and the Uranus yeah. biceptile or Saturn biceptile Uranus is powerful fork in the road of destiny. Wherever again, where we have mid cap. Or late Aries, early Taurus, in our houses, and we are determining the effective roles we want to play as spiritual individuals, and so these define the larger spiritual field. Think about it. We're using, we're these involve Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune. Wow, you know this mm-hmm. is this is beyond our ability to control. All that we can do is figure out how to rise to the occasion, and that's going to require you know being the best. Saturn virtues that we can be, which is why the book was written, okay, so that we really can make Saturn, which is our spiritual master, because it's the boundaries of the ring past not where, where when we understand what's our spiritual duty, what's our spiritual destiny, then we can relax into just doing our being, And we don't have a lot of the fears and the confusion and all of this other, you know, the desire to be somebody we're not or the desire to have something we really don't need. You know, we we don't have to wonder what we're going to be when we grow up because we're going to be our spiritual self in the world, whatever that means in each individual circumstance. So this is why that book is important, and, and everybody needs to read it as far as I'm concerned. So we learned lessons of surrender in 2018. 2019, we will reap rewards for our courage. And this full moon was the first one where Pluto had moved into 23 degrees of Capricorn. So we did all of our tag team stuff where we're bouncing around and looking back and weaving and unweaving and doing and undoing and planning and unplanning. And 2019, because of the Jupiter and is one big thing, preparatory vision, freedom, expansion, being like a racehorse, ready to bolt, but being held back and held back and held back. Now, Jupiter is closing in on the Saturn conjunct Pluto, Jupiter conjunct Pluto, and Jupiter conjunct Saturn in 2020. This is so powerful. So this is where we're getting ready for all these incredible fusions because that's gonna usher in a new era. Again, Aquarian energy mm-hmm. is sky high in twenty twenty, begins at the end of March with that Mars conjunct Saturn at one Aquarius, that, that you know, vision that's of powerful. the building work beyond us. And see again, we're we're still at the end of that old Mars Saturn cycle that began in April, so we're still getting over fear. We're still learning to yes. be harmless, kind, nonviolent in our responses. We're not going to do it perfectly, but come on. Anything we can do to decrease the hostility, the anger, the fear, the the contention, anything we can do to lessen that friction, the better. And it doesn't mean we're supposed to be doormats, but we also don't have to take the bait. You know, we're really Mm -hmm. learning restraint, maturity, really understanding that, you know, you don't really want to, get involved in an argument with somebody who is, first of all, wrong, and second of all, unreceptive. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. why bother? You know, (laughs) and see, because everything's going to shift in April of 2020. It'll jumpstart the new Aquarian social pulse that's going to take center stage as of December 2020 when Jupiter-Saturn conjunct at one Aquarius, and that kicks off a new 20-year global cycle. So wherever we have the last half of CAP and early Aquarius in our charts is going to be the focus of the next 20 years. Okay? Mm. So people wonder what it's going to look like. We are not there yet. <laughs> we're, we're not we're there yet. We're the beginning. Yeah. We, we, you know, but it doesn't mean that it's disconnected because life is a continuum, and we had to back off from some things in 2018. We had to rethink some things. We had to reconnect with some things. We had to plan anew. We had to figure out just what, what wasn't our thing anymore. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have to clear out the old so that the new can present itself. That's the blessing of the, the eclipses. That as, you know, as I explained to everybody the last time we were together, I call them cosmic recyclers. Because they just take out all the stuff we don't need. And you think about it. Those solar eclipses stay in action. They, they produce effects for anywhere from three to five years, as the, for the most part. After oh, that, wow. So wow. right now, we've had, just in the last couple years, we've had eclipses at 16 Capricorn, 21 Cancer, 19 Leo, 9, 19, and 30 Pisces, 28 Aquarius. 29 Leo, 10 Virgo and 21 Virgo talk about a lot of stuff getting shut down yeah. I mean that's just shutting down a whole bunch of stuff in Pisces Virgo, Leo Aquarius and Cancer Capricorn well I would say that that involves half of our reality so of course yeah. things are going to come to an end <laughs> but all those va- those voids we will attract exactly what is perfect for us in our mm-hmm. evolved state. So don't lament what's being taken away. So, okay, the full moon. Mm, that's a
2: good point. Okay.
1: Yes. Divine Mother, full moon, moon conjunct Trans Pluto, the divine Redeemer, the divine mother. The moon is conjunct Parvati. <laughs> that's what's happening right now. So ah. you want to know about what's going on, look at Persephone. Look at Parvati, because that's ah, what's the underworld,
2: happening. Persephone.
1: It's also divine redemption, though, because divine, divine mother all things. Divine mother okay. wants no harm for any of its creatures. It wants only blessings. Mm. It only wants peace. It only wants well-being. And that's why, you know, whereas you might say the divine father is more about the law and the act. Mm -hmm. Divine Mother is more about uh, forgiveness that creates the space so grace can come in, because grace redeems. So the next Mm. two weeks, super important to bless, to forgive, to allow redemption, to be very allowing of the blessing, the grace to come forth. And sometimes that means you have to detach from wanting to see the cause and effect result.
0: It's always
1: nice to have schadenfreude when when a villain gets their comeuppance. (laughs) But at the same time, sometimes it's better to forgive and to walk on and to bless the whole thing so that grace can enter. And you don't have to see the reward or punishment because the blessing is yours. Yeah, that it's beyond mm. rewards and punishment. Because where there mm-hmm. is grace, there there is a phenomenal sense of oneness with creation. A phenomenal sense of that which promises spring will come after winter, that life will come after death, that growth will come mm. after decay. And we need that because we are creatures of the season. That's why I tell people who talk about sidereal constellations, forget it. While they may have their impact, we are far more dependent (laughs) on the tropical zodiac, which is tied to the seasons, because if we don't wear a coat in winter, we die. (laughs) If we don't plant, if we plant too early or too late, we don't eat. So we are definitely seasonal creatures, and that's why it's so important to be in tune with nature our inner nature as well as outer nature so that we know that it's okay to feel weak because we're energetic units and sometimes we expend all this energy and then we need to recharge. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong at all with, with you know meditating and eating and doing yoga and tai chi and having laughter with good friends and recharge and regenerate after we expend all this energy Doing whatever we're doing Because I mean I think that what's happened Is that marketing Has sold us that we are supposed To be always productive Always wise Always Mm -hmm. knowledgeable Always clever Always Mm -hmm. enduring Always everything And that's impossible That's impossible So all Mm -hmm. that we can do Is know ourselves so that we know when it 's time to back off, meditate, you know, eat sugar free chocolate raisins, uh, and, and enjoy no, a yeah. sitcom, you know <laughs> go take a walk on the beach. you know, yes, I know i 'm supposed to be writing that next chapter of the book, but I think i 'm going to take a walk on the beach instead you know it 's one mm-hmm. of those kind of times where we have to learn to play the tides because Jupiter wants to keep it going all the time. But squared in Neptune, this is not the time to push the river. It's just not time to do that. Now, the other thing about this Divine Mother Full Moon, the themes are honesty and responsibility, because Jupiter and Saturn rule all the other planets right now, literally. they you know Jupiter rules all the planets in Pisces, And Saturn rules all the planets in Capricorn. And whatever Mm -hmm. else, you know, like Uranus and Aries ruled by Mars, and Taurus, which is ruled by Venus in Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn. Okay, so Mm -hmm. Sun and Pisces ruled by Jupiter. So everything is ruled by Jupiter and Saturn. So this is really the time to be radically honest with ourselves and also understand Mm -hmm. what we are responsible for, what we are not responsible for, Maybe understand that old responsibilities were good and appropriate, but now we've moved on. Now we can be responsible for other things. And that's certainly the case in my life already, just because of my increased social responsibilities in terms of the craft Mm -hmm. and astrology and the whole thing. I'm glad, because... It's like I'm glad that I did what I did when I had to do it and I'm glad that this is now opened and at least I'm aware enough to recognize it and I don't I'm not going to lumber it down with a lot of expectations and judgments because that's not mm-hmm. what we're doing right now. This is a bridge form, and mm-hmm. we do what we can do the best we can do it. Now comes the next thing that we really have to get to today and it is part of the full moon, you know because We're about to enter the dream time in a big, big way. Mercury is already slowing down. It's already in its shadow zone at 17 degrees of Pisces. Well, that's where it was at the full moon. So literally at the full moon, Mercury entered its shadow zone on a degree of collective rebirth. So that's the theme. Mercury, wherever it's going to go direct at the end of March, it was exactly on that degree at the full moon. And it will go retrograde in early March at 30, which is the archetypalization degree. It's the ability to dream the future into manifestation. It's Because it's the last degree of the zodiac, the 360th phase of the entire creative cycle, this is where we get a harvest of everything that has been. And we get to image forth what we want to see made manifest in the next era, in the next cycle. And so the themes of the Mercury stationary direct in late March are already in motion over the next two weeks because of this full moon. And then, interestingly, the next new moon is at 16 degrees of Pisces, which is the exact position of Neptune at this full moon. So we're already getting, with this full moon, we're already getting not just simply signals of the Mercury retrograde, we're getting absolute uh, understanding of the larger Neptunian themes of forgiveness and compassion and letting things flow down the time stream and achieving closure and blessing a lot of stuff. Because this is important. So everybody really needs to understand that we are on the threshold of a major social rebirth and that's going to happen Mm. in the life area wherever we have mid-pisces because of the mercury at 30 at the beginning of march it is the dream time so dream well the sun will give energy to it when it goes over 30 Pisces uh, the 24 hours before the March equinox. But when we really begin to see everything accelerate in terms of the dream is going to be right around the 3rd or 4th weeks of April when both Mercury and Venus cross over 30 Pisces and into Aries and conjunct Chiron which will help us
0: feel
1: into our higher self via the direct action of Aries as we kind of leave the ocean and stand on dry land for the first time. So dream the land you want to land on by late April. Oh, I like that, rabbit. Wow, powerful, what Robert. Wow, that's powerful, Robert. Dream your land.
2: Yeah. So these energies are really, energies of us, cosmologically, are really helping us birth ourselves in a new way. You know, it's almost like a new species. So really, I love what you're saying, that dream the land you want to land in. Using that Neptunian energy is what I'm hearing.
1: Well, it's Pisces. It's that 30th degree of, you know, the boy images forth his picture as a man and as he grows he becomes that man so the Mm -hmm. thing is is that most of us operate off of a lot of reactivity and a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, fearful imagery in the subconscious mind that drives us uh, basically through fear and avoidance and attachment and you know when we're children that's not so bad but as we grow into our spiritual adulthood we have to know what's driving our boat. And we have to understand mm-hmm. that some of that stuff we used to be afraid of, we don't have to be afraid of that anymore. And there's nothing like mm-hmm. just turning your light on it and just refusing the fear. You know, as, as mm-hmm. the great astrologer, Master Sri Ataswar said, face your fear and it will cease to trouble you. And mm-hmm. so all that I can say is that this life is really about us learning, first of all, that there's no solid guarantee. None of us were given a contract at birth saying it was all going to be good or easy or nice, or people were always going to be truthful or any of that. None of us got that piece of paper. And none of us were raised by saints and sages. You know, our parents had their blind spots and their their crippling prejudices and all that other stuff. And... All that we can do is be really honest with ourselves and take responsibility for our own growth. You know, take responsibility for the fact that, you know, the only thing that matters in this world is our reaction to things, how we handle them, how we choose our responses, and how we don't have to remain slaves under the chains of, of mental slavery because of somebody else's rules or our old fears or, or anything like that, that this is really a very powerful time because even though pretty much all of us right now, you know, listening to this and, and walking around doing our thing, most of us were born in the 20th century. So we still all mm-hmm. have sort of last half of 20th century minds. But yet we're living, we're about to move out of the winter of the 21st century and into the spring of the 21st century, according to the century cycles. So right now I am so looking forward to the Aquarian Pulse that's coming. Because all of this heavy-handed, dominant, manipulative, coercive, rule-driven Uh, rigid, you know, sort of enslaving type of mentality that is dominating the collective right now, a whole new pulse will be born by April of 2020. And that's going to just roll forward. And it's going to keep drawing strength and speed. It's why that the next election is going to be completely different than anything else, because not only is it a grand mutation of the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, but literally we've been dealing with Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions, which set 20-year social cycles into motion. These are the things Mm -hmm. that dominate society and the world, Jupiter-Saturn conjunctions. They are 20-year pulses. Every one but one in the last 200 years has been in Earth. So we've been hypnotized, you know, on a social level, Mm. global level, by Earth, by materiality.
2: Materiality, yeah.
1: And we began to break this in 1980 when the Jupiter-Saturn was in air. But it was in Libra, so it was like super theoretical, super ideological. Okay, and we could see that between 1980 and 2000, it was a super ideological time, but it was so theoretical and out of balance that it led us, you might say, back to the Earth conjunction of the year 2000, where, you know, literally millions of people suffered because of the illusion of cheap oil. And we're now bringing that to an end. We're bringing that 20 years to an end. And instead of the next 20-year cycle being in Earth, it's going to be in the air sign of Aquarius, which will actually open us to the future rather than the past. And that's what I'm really... But, of course, this is just the planets. We are the ones that anchor that spiritual pulse in earth, mm-hmm. in matter because that's who we are we are you know, mm-hmm. spirits in the material world that, that we are yeah. the ones that prove the truth of the spiritual practice the spiritual law mm-hmm. the spiritual intention we can't look for a savior anymore because it, it's even those of us that have been on the road for a long time all that we are is your companions and friends That's all we all are, Michelle. We're companions and friends. We're all in this together. Mm -hmm. The the key word synthesis is one of the hallmarks of the new age, and that's why when we get together and we do group work, what comes forth is greater than the sum of the parts. It's why Mm there is synthesis going on inside of us, between us, and beyond us. And so... I find that whenever that there are three gathered together, you know, in the name of spiritual whatever, magic happens. Miracles happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may not be, you know, measurable and obvious, and they may not make us money, et cetera. But it doesn't matter because, as the I Ching says, the superior being doesn't really count the immediate reward. What matters to them is the fact that they have set into motion forces which will yield good fruit in the future, that will yield benefit in the future, if not for them, then for others or the world. Because we play for all time. We, we are but a moment's sunlight fading in the grass. I mean, seriously, we're here 72 years on average. That's like one degree of a great age. Most people live and die and wonder what it was all about. Well, not you and not the people that are tuned in on this show. We are awakening. We are aware. We are loving, wise intelligences. We bring skills. We bring hopes. We bring the ability to learn. And we bring that sense of service. Again, full moon, sun and Pisces, moon and Virgo. This is about the light of divine compassion expressed through the form of divine service. And so the big focus right now is really on the divine mother energy and allowing grace to redeem much. To be able to figure out what fits where within the bigger picture The sun is actually on a degree of the marketplace, so this is a really good time to express the light of give and take, the light of bargaining, Mm. trading, negotiating, and that can be between parts of us. Okay, I promise to meditate longer tomorrow, but today I'm going to go take a walk on the beach. (laughs) You know, it's that Mm -hmm. kind of negotiation where, gee... Instead of giving yourself a hard time because you don't want to do this more, all you got to do is figure out how to go between the yin and the yang power, which is what Venus began to teach us last November when it went direct at 26 Libra, the eagle and the large white dove. We've been learning an oscillating use of hard power and soft power, yin and yang, heart and mind, love and will. We've all been having to do that. In November and December and January and February, it's an oscillation. We can't just stand on, well, it has to be this way. We can't. We have to be more proactively adapted that, hey, when it's time to be, be, when it's time to do, do. Mm -hmm. And there is no problem there. I think the problem is in the critical evaluative mind that says, Oh well, but no, it's supposed to look like this when in fact you're just supposed to be sitting here and understanding why it is the way it is, so that you can figure out what to do about it if there's anything to be done.
0: Mhm.
1: See, that's the thing. I mean, I'd listen to everything, the build up that you know, your lead in to me, and I think, wow, you know, the rude awakenings and the inspiration, you're on fire, the sound of creation, tower moments are blessings. Every bit of this is exactly the lessons of the now. Mm-hmm. Every, every bit of it. So there's nothing wrong in any of this. The rude awakenings, mm. nothing wrong. Power moments, nothing, nothing, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong. You know, if, uh, feeling of delays, nothing wrong. No. It's all about, yes, of course there were delays, and it's helping us get a grip on how the Jupiter and Sag square the Neptune is working out in our lives. Are we really oriented toward our greater, larger good? Are we drifting? Are we confused? And if so, if we're confused, why do you want to try to get it in gear if you don't know where you're going? Wait until you know where you're going. Then get it in gear. So it's really about Mm -hmm. getting oriented and not getting distressed because, A, everything's frictional. And B, nothing makes sense.
2: Doesn't have uh-huh. to make sense. That's why I like the astrology of it, Robert. It gives it gives a map. It's giving them the you know really shows and the that's map of you what's have me on. going on. <laughs> that's right. I love it. I'm like, what is going? Okay, this is what's happening. But it makes sense the way that you put it. The chat is buzzing with thank yous. Tamara, Denise, saying thank you. Robert's on fire today. He's off the charts. Awesome today with his sharing. (laughs) Thank you. Love and blessings. Yes. Thank you all for being a part of this co-creation that we're um, all doing. Robert, until next time, um, let our listeners know um, what you have coming up on your books. Of course, they can find out more information at AquariusPapers.com because I think all your books are such great resources.
1: Well, especially the Mercury retrograde book, because we have, of course, Mercury retrograde goes on forever, and I just wanted to dispel a lot of the superstition around it, and it's still pretty Mm -hmm. relevant and pretty useful, and of course, Saturn's so important last year, this year, next year, the year after, because it's in a time sign, it just, you know, it's a ruling Pluto, it's going to be ruling Jupiter next year, you know, so... You know the Saturn book is really important in order to understand your spiritual self and how you can navigate this stuff and i don't I have to put the plug in for the the horoscope magazine because that article was fun. I did a part of that theme about a few months back, and everybody got so excited that basically they referred that article to horoscope, and horoscope said they wanted me to expand on it so it's making wow. your squares and oppositions work for you
2: for you love that yeah
1: this is this is important because you can you can use the information on the natal level and on the progressed level and on the transit level and it and I wrote mm-hmm. it the way that everybody can use it and and it all makes sense
2: I understand. Well, Robert. Until next time, thank you so much for being here. This has been just—I agree—with the chat off the charts today. Such great insight, and always great to connect with you anyway. um, Oh, I love you guys, and and
1: your your people are wonderful. This is a great forum. You and I have really good bounce and chemistry, and Mm -hmm. so blessings to all in this time of transition.
2: Mm, Blessings to you, and thank you. All right, that was Robert Wilkinson. Woo, what a great, great uh, awakening dialogue! And you can find out more information by going to AquariusPapers.com. And uh, we need resources at this time, we need to come together, but it's good to have the resources always. Form of support, right? Then support is self love. All right, everybody, if you uh, have any questions for me or anything about Awakenings, you can go to awakeningspodcast at gmail.com, email. Uh, Sadie gets things handled in that way, so any guest suggestions or topic suggestions, awakeningspodcast at gmail.com. And anything about my teleworkshops or anything I've got going on, you can go to soulplayground.life. I actually have one this weekend, Saturday. So until next time, continue to shine your light, share your insight, and, of course, keep awake. I'm getting woke and woke. Awakenings broadcasts every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific time. Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake.